so you're stuck in the mud, maybe procrastinating, maybe taking your time, or other people would say, hold now. I call it just dragging your feet, literally. What really makes you drag your feet? What really makes you slow down? What really makes you procrastinate Let's talk about it. I mean, seriously, let's really talk about it. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and we'll be taking you through plenty of taboo topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're going to go through, listen, and deal with all these things together. I know I've got to heal, and I'm sure you have to heal too, or the man in your life needs to heal. Stay tuned, fasten your seatbelt, hold on, here we go. Welcome to another episode of I'm Dealing With, I'm Sean, your host. Hey, and check this out. Uh, today we have another co-host that's actually going to be uh, on here. My father. I know y'all have heard about him. Uh, you heard in some of the earlier podcasts where I've talked about earlier episodes. I talk about my dad. You know, well, and I love this dude very much. He's my pop. Y'all know it's this. I call him my pop. And this is uh, Joel Bowden II. So go ahead and pop. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, this is Sean's dad. And Father Joel E. Bowden II. And I'm very proud of my son that has learned how to do a lot of different things. And he's helped me in a lot of areas as well. Oh, no, no, I ain't done that. <laughs> he, do, he doesn't think so, but he just doesn't know. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it. And you know it's it's amazing. You know, again, you guys have heard. I've I've, heard, I've always talked about my pop, and and I think, uh, matter of fact, that this uh, the subject matter today that we're talking about is dealing with some of the things that I've kind of gone through, not just with my dad, but also my pop has gone through some of these things as well. And I I, I believe he's an I could call him a life expert <laughs> in some of these areas, because let me tell you, for those of you that have never met, my father, never met my father, he is one of those people that you're only a stranger once. Right, Pop? <laughs> you're only a stranger once right. and one time. <laughs> one time. And after that, um, he's got you hooked. He's got you hooked. I mean, it's Klaus because uh, he has a way of speaking with people and making them feel comfortable. So in this in this particular, we're going to talk about expressions of affection, expressions of affection. And guys, um, we're going to talk basically about, you know, what are some of the things that we drag our feet on? Uh, and the first one is affections of uh, uh, expression of affections, expression of affection. So, Pop, um, talk about expressions of, of affection. What is it that uh, uh, allows you to be who you are in expressions of affection and or uh, maybe not so good. Go ahead and talk about that. Well, like in any situation, everybody has both positives and negatives. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to affection, sometimes for me personally, sometimes it's hard for me to show my feelings of affection because I'm wondering how they are received. Mm. 
and I came from an experience where people didn't show a lot of affection. Right. So it's hard for me to really understand sometimes how affection works. Huh. One person, particularly, uh, they may very be very outgoing and expressive in uh, showing affection, the, the hugging, the kissing, the uh, giving of gifts, monetary things, and this is what they call affection. Mm-hmm. And for another person, it, it may be something totally different, right? right. A different way of expression of showing their affection. They show their affection by sometimes being uh, humble, by being a person that uh, provides or a person that is able to share their time and their Mm -hmm. abilities and their uh, things that they know how to do to make one's life better. Uh, Sometimes this same type of person may not be a person that goes out and uh, does a lot of things monetarily, but does it through the uh, expertise and the things that they know how to do. Right, right. And is it makes a difference in the response of how some of these things are received. Mm. Some of the negative things, maybe, uh, if a person tries to show affection and it's not received so well, mm-hmm. what they're trying to offer, they may be a little bit more hesitant the <laughs> next time going that direction. And they, they don't really know how a person uh, is going to respond, in other words, to your feelings or affection or the things that you're trying to portray or show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it is hard for them to come back again and uh, want to do the something similar to that again because it wasn't received very well. The first well. time, right. Man. The first time. <laughs> and, and some people, I, I like myself, I've had some experiences. No. Uh, from not only in homes, but in my life experience where some things that we did weren't always so well ex- received. Mm-hmm. And then, so the next time when I tried to do something, uh, I thought about it a little bit differently <laughs> and try and do something else. Well, maybe that don't get you this way. Maybe I come a different direction, and maybe right. that you know, uh, we're, we're have never been what I call a queer. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll try something else. If that doesn't work, well, we try something different. But if uh, sometimes a person uh, continually that maybe when you've tried to show feelings of affection or care, uh, what you get? What you get me this for? Why would you bring this or whatever? You know, then sometimes say, well, maybe this isn't what uh, turns you on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is not your comfort zone. <laughs> and another. Other words, I do not want to offend you by offering something that you don't want, don't even care about, or something that you don't like, or it's offensive to. Because every one of us don't know somebody else's total background right. and life's experiences. Mm-hmm. 
and it does make a difference. Sometimes when you're doing the best thing you know to do, it, it might not be the best thing for that person. Right. Because all of us are different. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Uh, our, our expressions of whatever you, that you do for anybody should be an expression of how you feel. Mm-hmm. And if, if you do anything from anybody, it should come from the heart. Yes. Yep. Doing it in good faith, in good conscience. And uh, if you're doing it to try to please somebody that doesn't care about gifts, doesn't care about you doing things for uh, feel when you come to do it, why did you do this this time? What what are you trying to get out of me now? You mm-hmm. know, right? You go you're gonna you're gonna change your mind very quickly about sometimes coming again trying to show uh, uh, affection or uh, praise or whatever in this area because mm. it's not reciprocated right. or appreciated, and all of us, no matter what level a person may be on. We all love appreciation. Yeah, we all want to feel appreciated. That's right. And so if true. we're not appreciated, we say, okay, we won't go that direction. <laughs> you got that, that right. <laughs> That's yeah, it. We cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, fellas? <laughs> so, yeah, well, once you try something, you know, sometimes you got to come at it, as you said, you got to come at it a different way, um, pending the person. But, you know, if, if you're dealing with somebody whether it's a guy a girl you know sometimes it's your son or daughter sometimes your mom and dad you know it's just what that is and they don't appreciate nothing i mean i I get it i mean you got to figure out you know how that relationship is really going to work when dealing with expression of affection so let's go into this next one Uh, and i know you're this is basically definitely your area family family um what what are your pros and cons and what i mean by pros and cons is is dealing with um, the simple fact the word family. Why does why is it sometimes we as men eat, uh, drag our feet in this category in dealing with uh, family, both the love, the affection, the whatever that is. Uh, uh, what is it about family uh, that you can speak from the heart on? Oh, family! <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a big subject. <laughs> you deal with family. Neat, neat. There, we have no cookie cutter um, expressions or situations that fit every situation. Right. Every individual is unique, mm-hmm. and every participant in a family is unique. Mm-hmm. What will work for one person will not necessarily work for the other one. And the things that you have to do to address or appease one or another, it's different. The way you handle them, the way you speak to them, the way that you counsel them. Uh, Each uh, person has a different disposition. Mm Mm-hmm. One person you can talk to, and even in criticism or chastisement, talking to them, hey, that gets it. Mm-hmm. That'll work for them. They're more broke up because you had to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Another child may come along 
Well, he don't want you to say anything to them. Right. You would thought they came from Missouri. Right. Show me. <laughs> the show me state. <laughs> show me. Prove it to me. Mm-hmm. And one thing I have learned, I just talked to somebody this morning. When you tell a child something, a child never forgets. If you promise them something and you don't deliver, you may have had good intentions when you promise. But if you don't deliver, it's a wrap. They're going to forever remember you promised and you didn't do it. If you if you promise them an ice cream soda, and a certain day we're going down there, we're going to get an ice cream soda or a root beer float or something like that, and you don't do it, and you didn't have an excuse for not doing it at that time, and you don't do it follow up later on with it. They hold you responsible forever. Right, because it's funny because in in business it's the same way. In business they they do the same thing. You're only Uh as good as the last mistake that you made. And and so you can do nine you can do nine hundred and ninety nine things right. Right. And all they remember is that one mistake you just made yesterday. And and that's what you're remembered for. And kids do the same thing. And as you said earlier, with them all being different. Um, for those of you listening, you know, I have four. So even though they're all adults now, but my youngest daughter, and so I'll just talk about my youngest daughter and then my oldest son. So my youngest daughter for her, like even in discipline. So let's just say she does something wrong for her. I can walk over to her, stoop down to her. And I'm like, I am so mad at you. Make a face and be like, oh, I'm so disappointed in you right now. Ooh, I just don't want to look at you. And for her, the whole world has come to an end because her dad's upset. My right. oldest son, however, right. you know, I can do the same thing with him and he'll, he'll look at me like, you <laughs> know, in, in a nutshell, like, you know, uh, that's a shame, pop, uh, dad, that you're mad. But uh, I just want to know if I'm going to get a spanking or not. Um, so that way I can go <laughs> right back to doing what I was doing before you caught me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just what in families the same way because <laughs> all of them are different. <laughs> exactly. And in the family unit, a person has to realize each person and their characteristics and learn how to deal with it. And uh, with the three children that we had, uh-huh. each one of them was different. Oldest was one way. My second, which was Sean, was different. And my baby, which was my daughter, Tanisha, she was a combination kind of both of them. And each one of them you had to deal with a little bit differently. And uh, like I'm saying, one one thing that you try for one is not going to work on the other. Right, right. You have to find out what will work. Mm-hmm. There have been times, uh, one, you know, would do something wrong. You'd ask them to go stand in the corner. That didn't mean nothing to them. That was me, y'all. Their thumbs are doing something, humming, doing something over in the corner. You <laughs> thought you were chest guy, and he's, oh, I'm just here for a little while. You know, it, it, it's no big thing. It'll be over soon. <laughs> Another person for you to do something that, oh, they would, they couldn't stand something like that. But each person is different, and even in your not only your children but your 
your your spouses and everything like that. Each one of them is different. They have a different makeup, different uh, experiences that that make them who they are. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn how to deal with those different experiences. That right. life is full of experiences. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't learned that yet, I'll tell you like the old folks used to tell us, keep on living. <laughs> right, right. It, it'll come down your road pretty soon. You haven't been on that road. And sometimes they tell you, parents used to tell you, no, we paved them roads you walking on. Mm-hmm. We've been down that road. We know that trick that you try to pull. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even remember like times gone by. Uh, parents told you to clean up the kitchen. So we thought, I'm talking about myself now. Right. Thought we we're going right. to be smarter. And we didn't quite clean up the kitchen as quickly as we thought we did. So we thought we'd hide the pots and stuff all up in this oven. Some some children might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Parent left you in there to clean up the kitchen and everything. You said, they won't miss this. And I ain't going to do it right now. So you hid those pots and pans and some of the dishes up in the oven, figuring they're not going to ever find out about that. But you forgot to go back and do the job they told you to do. Oh, my goodness. What happened to me was this. (laughs) My mother, I had one of the mothers that took out every pot, pan, kind of dishes that was in there and had us washing everything in the whole thing. How many times do you think I made that mistake again? Once. I never made that mistake again. Right. <laughs> First and only time. But see, some of, some of these children will try stuff that we've already tried. They think you don't know nothing. Right, right. <laughs> Man, we played them games. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we what? did. <laughs> And they said, what? Life has, what? Consequences. Yes, it does. (laughs) Everything you do or don't do has consequences. Right. And this is really something with family. And then the other thing about family, family's uh, situations are very important. Today, family seems to be not as close as they used to do. Everybody's doing their own thing. True. And with the advent of technology as it has been now and the video games and all the other different things and the cell phones and everything now nobody has time for each other anymore instead of talking one with another they're texting one another in the same room mm-hmm. right <laughs> right across the table from each other feet away and you can't talk to each other you got the text <laughs> What's wrong with that picture? And you wonder why they have a problem in public speaking. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It is so crazy. <laughs> I, matter of fact, uh, <laughs> you know, I've talked about it before, you know, I was in the package industry for many years. And uh, one of the things as a supervisor, I used to walk past and, uh, you know, I was in an environment where I had to deal with the union. So I'd have these business agents and I mean, literally. Uh, they would be standing next to each other, leaning up against the wall, and they'd be texting each other. And I'm like, well, right. and I would say to them, right. like, well, look, 
wait, why don't you guys just turn around and just talk to each other? I mean, you're right here. Why are you texting each other? And you're right next to each other. Have a conversation. And they look at me like, that's weird. And these are grown men. These are not like, these are not, you know, teenagers. These are grown men. Matter of fact, I believe they were my age. I think at that time, you know, late 30s. Actually, no. uh, Yeah, late 30s, early 40s. You know, texting each other. I mean, and they were standing next to each other. Uh, Yeah, Uh this is a different generation, I, I tell you. And, and another, another little, little thing I say about family that I, I didn't like with the technology is they never knew when to turn off those phones. <laughs> it has an off and on switch on that joker. <laughs> well, if you but... can't control it, all you need to do is turn that sucker off. <laughs> right. And I tell them in a minute, if you can't turn that off, I know how to fix it so it don't work. <laughs> I take the battery out of the sucker. Well, you know, in a lot of these phones now, you can't t- you can't move, remove the battery. The battery, you know, the plate don't even come off. I mean, you, you buy the phone, you, you're just stuck with it. <laughs> but I do not. I knew how to throw it on the. Ground. We know how to disable it. <laughs> yes, we do permanently. <laughs> <laughs> and, so our- and they can't even come to dinner. Oh man, you oh, can't come to man. dinner. And leave your phone away from there. They should turn that joker off, come there, have a conversation at dinner time. It's like an That's umbilical one thing cord. I like about watching this uh, movie called Blue Bloods. If you ever watch it, it's like a detective movie and oh, whatever. Yeah. But they, they show the importance of family, mm-hmm. family coming together, family having discussions at dinner time, family solving problems together. You can't do that when everybody's doing their own thing, or some people don't even come to dinner together. Right. They take their food and go into another room. Yep. Sit in their room, close the door, and that's it. Close the door. And sometimes that's the only time you see them. And they're on their video or doing whatever else they're doing. Yep. And they have no communication. Mm Mm-hmm. And they talk about family, and then you wonder why people are not getting any training very much at home because they're being trained by other folks. Oh my! Oh, you just—that's a touchy subject right there, man. That is so true. They got tablets at the age of three and four years old. Ridiculous. Hey, going to going to school with iPads. Yes. And I—I I mean, I get In it. Elementary it, school. I mean, I get it. It it it. I know it's the way of the world, but the problem has been we wonder why children don't listen, they don't partake, they don't do this and that and the other. Is because we've allowed um, the electronics, we've allowed the technology to raise our children, there and you know. and we as parents don't have a partake in that because we will go in the room, close the door, and as long as you're quiet with an iPad uh, or some type of tablet or a phone, mm-hmm. yeah, God forbid you're giving them a phone at that age, but you're allowing technology to raise your children, you're not partaking in raising of your children. So when they're older and they're right. giving you the smart mouth and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you have nobody to blame but yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. So, so real quick. So, th- so the next topic, yeah, I know you're good at this one too, because for those of you that don't know, uh, pop, you know, my dad, um, this dude, he's the type of person that if he's committed to something, he's either, he either wants to be kind of like me in one aspect, either he's in it, or he don't want a part of it. That's <laughs> who so he is. Um, right. So talk about this one. Commitment. Commitment. I think everybody should be committed 
to something. Mm -hmm. We at IDW appreciate your listening support. If you're finding great value from this content, please consider clicking our monthly supporter link as we are striving to bring you the best content available both now and in the future. Thank you in advance. This is IDW. I'm Sean, your host. And I was I was brought up in a time and taught from my predecessors that uh, that your word meant something, Oof. and that your word was your bond. And when you made a commitment to something or do something, be sure you do it. Mm-hmm. Back in the olden times, they didn't do a whole lot of signing of contracts and everything. They just spoke a word and said, on such and such a date, I will be making such and such a payment. And nothing but death kept them from doing or keeping their word. It was either sick or had an accident or something like that, kept them from keeping their word. Now you can sign all kind of contracts with 17 pages on that boat. And end up not doing any of it, didn't didn't intend to do it when you signed it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the word doesn't mean very much. Your word is you. Mm-hmm. Your word is your bond. You are your word. If your word is, they said back in the old days, if you called a man a liar, you might as well have been talking about his mama. Right, right. That was an automatic fight. Because back in the day, because of your word, you said my word is no good. And if you say my word is no good, you said I'm no good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they know that to be false. Man, that's automatic fight. <laughs> automatic. You call people all kind of liars and junk like that. They they lie on purpose. They teach them how to lie. Mm-hmm. They come here to lie. It's a win. It's a win. When is it right to tell lies? I said, well, when is it right to tell the truth? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, My, it, I, I have a problem with people that don't tell the truth. Right. I, I must admit that maybe it's a fault with me. Because once a person lies to you and is not truthful, I have to treat him from that point on as a liar. Mm. I can't say that this person tells the truth all the time. I don't know whether he's telling it to me right this time or not, or she, whatever the case may be. And when a person practices lying so much, they don't even remember what they said. (laughs) And it said so many of them, one on top of another, and they contradict what they said the last time. Mm And then they sell it so much that they try to convince their own self. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> Man, you can't convince yourself a lie. One thing about the truth is you don't have to fix it up. The truth is, the naked truth is going to be the naked truth. Yep. And every time you tell it, you won't have to try to remember it. Yep. It's going to be the same. Some people can't stand the truth. 
Why is it that people would rather you lie to them than tell them the truth? How do you like this dress? I don't like it. Oh man. <laughs> now that's that's funny because that's commitment and that's commitment and in family. <laughs> you know, huh? you want my honest opinion how you look in this dress, but then you don't want me. Don't ask. But but then you don't want me to be negative about it. I was like, it's like one of those things. If you don't want me to tell you the truth about how you look in the dress or whatever that is or that shoe or whatever, yeah. if you really don't want my sincere opinion, don't ask me because uh, yeah. it could be a bad dress. And when I mean bad, a good looking dress, it could be a bad dress, but it doesn't right. but it doesn't accentuate your body or it could right. be a bad shoe. I mean, a nice right. stiletto, a nice pump, um, right. whatever it is, or a chalky heel, whatever that is. And the shoe's bad, but it doesn't look your your foot doesn't do it justice, or it doesn't work good on your feet, you know. And right. then you want my opinion, so I'm just gonna tell you, I'm like, you know, nice shoe, but it doesn't work, you know, or nice dress, but it doesn't work for your body. So you're trying to say you don't like my body? <laughs> That's not what this is about, right? <laughs> you wanted my honest opinion, you know. But going back to what you said about word, your word, your word. I remember, I remember, I believe it was you told me or granddaddy told me that didn't he buy that house um, off of his word? Mm-hmm. So exp- right. it, 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 somebody expl- else explain, expl- explain that. Well, back in the earlier days, people of color had a hard time in San Diego buying properties. And many times you had to have somebody else almost stand in for you to get something. Mm-hmm. And, they were, and they were not very quick to give out loans even though he had a good job. My dad, my dad would work for the fire department and stuff like that. That was a good, that was, that was civil service job, that's a good job. But yet, and he paid his bills and he paid them on time. But the banks back in those days some people were not very quick to give out loans to people of color. And there was an elderly gentleman who was also a notary who spoke up for my father. And he happened to be a person of color. And he spoke up and they asked him about this gentleman. He said, now this man told him about him, he was a deacon, he was active in his church, he paid his tithes, he paid his bills on time, he has a good job, and when he got through talking to him, they gave him a loan. It's very important that somebody is also sometimes, from your character, Mm -hmm. is able to speak up for you. Right. Because everybody needs somebody to speak up for them at some point and some time in their life. We are not an island to yourself. And sometimes, especially when you're trying to get, uh, maybe we're out trying to get an automobile or whatever like that, and maybe you don't have a, a, a big, uh, nice, sizable deposit or down payment or bank account history. Well, a lot of people did back in the day didn't have a whole lot because they weren't paid very much. Mm-hmm. So when they said something that they were going to do something, the only thing they had working for them was their word many times. Right. 
and based upon their past performance, somebody could speak up and speak well of them that had influence in different areas, and it made the difference. Wow. Wow. What, yeah, what, what, you know, each one of us should think of, as I live my life, how am I living so that somebody can say something well of me if the time comes mm-hmm. that it needs a, a favorable word? Many jobs that are gotten today are not gotten by one's performance or one's experience. Many things are gotten by somebody able to put in a, a good word for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need this person. It's not what you had on the paper. It's not about the experience that you had. And many people are hired in because somebody else knew you. Yep. Didn't know what you could do. And many people who have put uh, things on their resume, half of them weren't even the truth. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen that so many because times. Because you can look in the Wikipedia and you can find out just about any type of job. What kind of job is it? Oh, the requirements. What they they looked out for it. So these people go on there, they fabricate. Copy and paste. (laughs) Fabricate is called lying. (laughs) Right. And when they catch up with the lies, you're gone. That's right. It's a wrap. There was some people even that had come and visited our church one time. They had been incarcerated and were going out on job. They had good experience on something. And I told them before they went on this not to say anything on there that was not the truth. And they went out on the job and they hired them only to find out on something, questions that was asked there, they didn't tell the truth. And that good paying job, they lost it. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't tell the truth. And <laughs> so, it it, 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 it it pays for people to tell the truth and to be honest about things. Right. And, and, and you know what? I like to say it this way. As you live your life, you're setting up a standard for somebody else to follow. Everybody is impressed by somebody's living mm-hmm. or life. And what does a person think about the way I carry myself? Even when I'm gone from here, what will be said about me? Right. What kind of legacy will I leave behind? That's a what thought What kind right of there. example have I been through my lifetime <laughs> mm. that somebody would like to emulate them? I'm still talking about an old man that used to tell me years ago when I was a young man, I must have been about 10 years old. He was talking about, watch your heart. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. God's looking at your heart, young man. Watch what you, what your heart says. Watch it. Watch your heart. That man's been, that man's been dead probably. I would say, huh, over sixty years, and I'm still remembering him. Wow. From a youth. Am I? And I'm over seventy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is saying something for them to have that kind of influence and put something in my heart, in my mind, that I can remember all these many years. 
And when I teach other people, I teach them some of the same things that was taught to me. Mm -hmm. Things of good value. There's some things you need to teach and there's some other things you need to let go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You got to know when to say when. (laughs) Well, Kenny Rogers said one thing what I used to like, he just talking about, he said, got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. And got to know when to fold them. <laughs> and some things you can say, he said, all things are lawful, but everything ain't expedient. True. True. You can't say everything you think. You might think it, but it, sometimes, some things are best not said. Right. And in this commitment thing, you know, sometimes you could be right saying what you thinking about saying, but then say it the wrong way and it comes yes. out completely different. Exactly. And it makes the difference of whether or not it's received. The tenor of voice, the tone, the expressions on your face. When yep. you say it, everything you see, it may be absolutely correct, but the way you presented it, will make the difference of whether or not it's accepted or received. Yep. Or rejected. Right. You you can do it for what an animal. You can have a dog and say, here, 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 and you had a bone to hit to give to them. They will come to you. But that same animal, if you had that bone and took it and threw it and hit him with that bone, you couldn't give that animal nothing again. Nope. Because he remembers. He remembers. What about people when you offend people? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't intentionally do it, but sometimes some things are done uh, intentionally. Ooh-wee, the spirit of offense. Uh. My goodness. That's another subject. <laughs> we don't even want to go down that road. We'll be That's here. Another subject. Man. You're doing stuff, but we ought to be committed. And when you commit yourself to do something, do it. And do it from the heart. Yeah. Don't do it just so people can speak well of you. Right. Do it because it's part of you. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're trying to do, you do with excellence. Right. You may not be the best, but your best is your best. Yep. If you give your 100% to whatever you do, that's, that's excellence as far as you're concerned and as far as what you're able to produce. People have different abilities. I wouldn't expect a person with 30, ability of 30 to produce like somebody has the ability of 100. Mm-hmm. But if he's got 30, I'd expect 30 out of 30. Right. If he's got 60, I'd expect 60 out of 60. Mm-hmm. And 100, 100 out of 100. Goes back to where he's much is given, much is required. He's 100%. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is give you 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that'll work. Hey, even the Lord wants a person hundred percent. Mm-hmm. He gives different ability. Everybody has different abilities. They know how to do different things. Don't fault the person you think doesn't have the same ability you have, or is not on the same level you are, mm-hmm. or is not in the same income bracket you are in. Oh. Mm-hmm. You can be committed to whatever you have been given, the gifts that you have, do them to your best ability. 
no shamming, no half doing. Sometimes people are looking at how you do things. Sometimes you are hired for different jobs and you get a better job because of how you handle the one that you had. Yep. Even if a person, to some people, they think a janitor or or, 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 or custodian or sanitation engineer, they got new names for some of that stuff. (laughs) But they're looking down on that guy. But how many times would you like to go into a restaurant, a place of business, and the toilets and the bathrooms were dirty, filthy, smell, trash all on the floor, walls all disarrayed, sinks unclean. Well, that's just, that's nobody but the janitor. So many times I've gone into place and I saw them out of order, and before I walked out of there, if I saw stuff on the floor, I picked it up, put it in the trash can. You know why? Because the last guy that comes out of the bathroom, the next guy that comes in there, walking in there behind, think maybe you left it that way. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't brought up that way. Yep, and in this day and time, so many people are waiting for somebody to do it. And if nobody does it, it never gets done. Not my job. But I, I don't have to live in filth. I don't have to stand it. And if I can make it better, I'm going to make it better. Yep. Because that's the way I was brought up. Mm. And, and, and that's the way I am. <laughs> I, I go into a store. store. Uh, okay, I see things on the shelf. I see things out of order. I'm fronting and facing in somebody's store that I don't even work in. I'm in there shopping, but things out of order. And I, I noticed one somebody took something from one place, and I see right, it's not back in the area where it's supposed to be. Somebody been looking for that. I put it right over there. Choo. That's where it goes. I, I just pick up on it and notice it right away. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, I know somebody's li- listening right now. Is like, man, we should hire this dude. He's willing to work for free. <laughs> He'll fix our shelves for us. <laughs> no, but I, it's the I, truth, guys. I, I, it's I, I, truth. My wife will probably be looking at him. Why are you doing that? I can't. That's just me. I just do it. The sad part about that is I can't. I can't count how many grocery stores I've gone in or let's say like a Best Buy or whatever the case may be, and I'm looking for something, something's out of order, and I find something in the wrong slot, and I'll take that item and move it to the correct slot and then reorganize it. So I'm guilty of that too. That's why I'm laughing. I'm guilty. And I do it because one thing I can't, I can't stand when things are out of order. I believe in order. I think everything should be in order. That's just who I am. Um, if it's a pantry that's out of order, if the pancake, if the pancake mix is down somewhere with the spices and you got uh, the creamer uh, up with the cereals or somewhere else and it doesn't belong where it should be. I'm, I'm just one of those guys. I just believe everything should be where it belongs. You know, it's just one of those things. Well, that, that that's a that's a good habit to have. Some <laughs> people have a cat a habit of leaving anything any old kind of way or for somebody else to clean up. Right. Right. You know what? I've I've seen some people that had homes and everything that were living in somebody else's property and their house was all a disarray and everything, talking about when I get dust and dust, dust and dust is gonna be the case. 
my thought was, no, it won't. The way you live in here same is the way. same way you live in your new place. Exactly. They tell me that habits are like cords of steel, not easily broken. And uh, we lived in apartments. I can say this, when I lived in apartments, we had the best apartment in the complex. Our apartment didn't have just Venetian blinds. We had drapes in ours. We had carpets on the floor. We had different things on there. We have everything neat and orderly and in place. When we got our house, it was not a pro- problem to keep up a house. We've been doing that when we had apartments. Mm-hmm. But when we was renting the house, the people that came in there to say, he said, your house looked better than mine. So they, they appreciated us by steadily charging us more and more for the rent. <laughs> they appreciated you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They appreciated, we appreciated the, property. the property. We landscaped it. We upgraded the property. When it got through, people sold it to other people. He said, you did this and this and that. They brought a person in there, sold it out from under us. Mm. But when I got my own place, we knew how to take care of stuff. And we've been doing that right along. And that's and I think that's one of the things, because even when I uh, got my own first place, my first apartment, I always try to find things to do to make it even though. Yeah, it didn't belong to me. It belonged to the landlord. And of course, I had I had the luxury. If you want to call for some people, it's not a luxury because of how you live. I get it. Um, But I had the luxury for me. It was a luxury. I had the luxury of having my landlords living on the premises. And believe it or not, Uh they lived in the apartment behind me. So anything I did, because I was always looking for ways of upgrading and changing things around. So I provided this um, this security light that actually it was a motion sensor. I took off my porch light. I'm just going to tell you, I didn't ask nobody. You know, I've always, of course, my dad knows. I, I've always been one of those guys that never asked for permission. I always ask for forgiveness. <laughs> it's just what that is, right? I'm not gonna lie. Even in my, my professional life, I mean, there's some things I ask for for permission on because it's right to do. In you know, should I go in this direction, whatever. But then there's some things when you know what's right to do, but people don't want to pull the trigger. I just pull my own trigger, and then hopefully everything works out. But anyway, so. I didn't ask for permission. I just said, you know what? This little porch light, because the parking lot was right in front of the house. So I said, you know, this little porch light. So if myself and my neighbor leaves our porch light on, it's only enough to light up basically just in front of our doors, but it doesn't light up the parking lot. So what I decided to do was take off my porch light and change it to a spotlight that had a motion sensor on it. So anytime anybody pulled into the parking lot, whether it was my guest or anybody else's, that puppy would light up the whole parking lot so you can see everything that was going on. And let me tell you, again, like I said, it was a blessing for me, was because uh-huh. my landlords, when they found out what I did, because they saw it at night, they're like, wow. So they hit me up. And I mean, they hit me up in a good way. They said, hey, did you apply this to, how'd you figure that out? How'd you wire it up? How? And because I knew electrical, you know, stuff like that. I hooked it up and everything. So needless to say, what they did was they said, do you have a receipt for it? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, for now on, anytime you upgrade anything to the apartment or to the landscaping or anything around, 
just give us the receipt for anything that you've done and then take that off your your monthly rent. <laughs> so it, it made sense for me to do stuff. So, <laughs> but again, and that was before I bought my first, my very first house, right? because I had already started prior mm-hmm. to, as, as Pop just said, I already started prior to. And I know some people figure, well, this ain't my place, so I'm not going to keep it neat. And if, the land, and if the landlords don't take care of it, why should I? Well, let's put it this way. If you can't take care of another man's stuff, as Pop just said, you are not going to take care of your own. Not the way you should. No. You, you know, if you live in trash and filth and all that kind of stuff now, when you get your own spot, you're going to do the same thing. Because if you're not going to be committed to that which belongs to another man, you're definitely not going to be committed to something when it belongs to you. You're going to take care of it just the same way. Yeah. So anyway, we, guys, um, first of all, I want to appreciate my dad for being on this podcast. Again, my pop, uh, my good buddy, my best friend. You know, we've gone through some stuff, but you know what? I'm glad to still have him here. Thanks to God for that. So um, again, on behalf of uh, again, I'm Sean, your host and the co-host Joey Bowden, the second. We appreciate you listening to this podcast and stay tuned as more are coming. And remember, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Take care. Be blessed. Till you hear from us again. I'm out.